and welcome to the first episode of the comment section, or comment section, the, man, uh, sometimes you're Batman, sometimes you're the Batman. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to decide which one works best for us. I, I'm actually honestly feeling the Batman. Oh. Wait, are we calling ourselves Batman, or? Yeah, I mean, the, the one is your section? Michael Keaton, the other is your Ben Affleck, so. Um, it could be the comment section or the comment section. Yeah, we'll have to feel it out. Yeah. Alright, so, before we begin, I'd like to feel a little nostalgic. Uh-huh. Just for a little bit. Yeah. Make us feel old. Uh-huh. A movie came out 15 years ago today. I, I, that could be anything. Do, a lot of movies came out in 2002. I know, 15, today. And I feel like you're going to feel old when I tell okay. you. It was a big part of our youth. Alright, you ready? Right. You ready for how, what it is? Yeah. The first Sam Raimi Spider-Man... With Tobey Maguire turned 15 years old today. I'm actually not surprised by that, honestly. I uh, I think because I knew that it came out in 2002. Oh, I didn't yeah. know it came out today, though. I remember but, uh, because I remember it was like <laughs> the first DVD where I watched to like all the bonus features, so they had the TV spots, and then we saw a May 3rd Spider-Man. I mean, it's a good thing it is 15 years old because uh, they have enough enough Spider-Mans already oh, down the yeah. line that are... And made sense. We live in a world now where he's going to be teaming up with these other characters now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's nice. We'll have our third Spider-Man. And, you know, I've liked all the Spider-Man movies. Um, But, yeah, I'm real excited for Homecoming. This... Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. you seen the trailer for it? Uh, yeah, I think I yeah I did. I I can't <laughs> say too much about it because I vaguely remember it. I probably saw it in some kind of sleepy fugue state. But um, did you see the first one or the new one? Probably not the new one. Oh my god, <laughs> you're so lucky because that new one's gonna be so incredible. It's so good. <laughs> you get oh to boy. live it the first time. Oh boy! All right, so here we go with our first topic of the day, and then I'll start and um. During um, Monday's night's episode of Gotham, which I don't know if you watch Gotham, they've been doing such an haven't seen it. They've done such an incredible job this season. They have one with like kind of a Joker character. It was amazing. Anyway, so during Gotham on Monday, they had a sneak peek for the upcoming Wonder Woman movie that stars Gal Gadot, who was in Batman vs Superman, and she'll be in this, and then in November she'll be in Justice League. And have, did you see, have you seen any of the Wonder Woman trailers? Uh, yeah, I saw the first one that was released, and it looks like it, it looks promising. I think. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, one of the things that looks like it's helping with this movie is they're not just, it feels like they're not just trying to be like, oh, we're just going to be dark or whatever, like, yeah. I mean, I liked Batman vs. Superman a lot more than most people did, but, um, you know, one of the problems that a lot of people had is that it might have taken itself too seriously. And by that, I kind of feel like Superman spending a lot of time saying, if I rescue this lady, will there be a tidal wave that crashes <laughs> and kills all these other people? It was just like kind of that. But this one looks real good. It looks like um, they've been doing uh, kind of a good job balancing kind of the humor and the action in this trailer. And... Um, so you think it's going to be a very good movie, or or good movie, uh, or promising? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's all I can really say is it looks promising. Have I really s- never know what to think when I just see a trailer because it could be completely yeah. different. Have but. you seen the uh, other three DC extended universe movies? There's it started with Man of Steel, and then there was Batman vs Superman: Suicide Squad. 
Uh, I, uh, I guess I've been under a rock because I haven't seen any of those. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I have, I've been Some really... people would consider you lucky. But oh, I don't, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, well, I'm under, I may be a lucky rock that I'm hiding yeah. under. But one of the things I kind of feel, like, a lot of people are talking about, could this be the movie that saves, you know, the DC Entertainment, I mean, DC Extended Universe, because I like, um... Two, I'll be honest, I did not like Man of Steel. Although I did like the first hour. It's once he got the suit, that's when it How long fell is it? apart. It's like oh. two and a half. It's basically <laughs> Batman Begins length. Because uh yeah, standard fe- standard feature length film, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I like the first hour. It, it, <laughs> I like the first hour length. It's when he became Superman and you uh, know, watched his dad get sucked up by Alternative. That's when it started. Uh, but um where was I going with this? Oh, okay. So a lot of people are wondering, could this save the DC Extended Universe? But here's something I think is more important than that. Besides just, like, could this save kind of this franchise, which I like two out of the three movies. I'm in the minority of people who think Man <laughs> Steel is the worst. A lot of people I know yeah. think it's the best, but a lot of people are wondering, could this save it? But I think the more important thing is that this is Wonder Woman's first movie. This... Besides that, this is her uh, 1978 Dick Donner Superman. This is her Tim Burton Batman. This is her Sam Raimi Superman. Right. And one of the things I think is important for if you're going to do a movie, your first movie around a character, is that you want to make it the most iconic version of the characters. Like, there's some things Batman Begins were it was able to do because it wasn't Tim Burton's Batman. Like, I feel like if you're going to do a, a first Batman movie, you need to have the Joker because right. that's the big villain. Yeah. And they felt like they made it iconic. They were going to use Robin in the movie. Mm. And if you watch the 2005 DVD, they had like a little section, but they cut it because it was like two main characters and then eventually they put him in Batman Forever. And, um, like, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman, you had Clark Kent in the movie versus Man of Steel. You kind of saved him towards the end. Spider-Man, um, you had Mary Jane as a love interest, and you showed J. Jonah Jameson, and you had, again, Lex Luthor and Green Goblin. For this Wonder Woman movie, it feels like they're kind of embracing the iconic parts of it. You have Steve Trevor, and it feels like you have a lot... I haven't watched the TV show, to be honest, but what I know of the TV show, it feels like it's got a lot of kind of the iconic moments, and it feels like it's trying to be a standalone movie, even though it's part of this other universe... Where, you know, it felt like if um, Dick Donner's Superman was the only Superman movie we ever got, you'd be satisfied. If Burton's Batman was the only one you ever got, you'd be satisfied. Versus a movie like Green Lantern, which I didn't hate like a lot of people, but it felt like it was kind of saving some things for other movies. Like having his main villain, Sinestro, for a second movie... Which, it felt like, if you had kind of focused on making this, like, what if this is your only Green Lantern movie, maybe it would help more. Uh, do you think that's kind of important? Yeah, the the, I, the iconic role being the first. Um, and, yeah, does it look like, do you think, looking at the uh, this trailer, does it seem like they're doing, like, you probably have more knowledge of the uh iconic comic book version oh, yeah, of wonder, wonder woman, woman uh than i do um does it seem like that's the direction they're going that it's it, kind of the iconic yeah because of wonder woman? i mean the movie is kind of 
if I remember right, I've read the first Wonder Woman on uh, Comixology, which is for free. <laughs> the first two Not comics. A sponsor. I know. Although if they'd like, if to they want to, please, we'd love that. <laughs> but I read the first one, and I think the only difference is that I believe the first Wonder Woman story happens during World War Two, and this one happens during World War One. But I mean. World War, it's kind of close enough, I guess. Yeah, that, I would still. But it feels like you know, it feels like when you think of Wonder Woman, it's got Steve Trevor, it's which I think was kind of a more uh, a very important part because he's a big character in the TV series. Also, the guy who played Steve Trevor, um, I, I'm blanking on his name. If they hadn't gotten Adam West to be Batman in the '60s show, he was kind of their second choice. Oh, okay. but it feels like. They're taking it, they're embracing it. I feel like kind of having it so far away where they can't pepper other characters in it because it happens during World War One. because they can't pepper other characters in it like they did in Batman vs. Superman or Iron Man 2 right. helps the movie kind of be its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I Honestly, I've always uh, preferred kind of movies and y- universes to be their own thing. I mean, I think it's cool the way marvel and dc do it in their universes to incorporate all the characters but um at the same time i i I kind of like you know a wonder woman movie to just be a wonder woman movie and i I don't necessarily need all this crossover all the time yeah i mean kind of like with the spider-man home country they have tony stark in there and i get why because You know, I really like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but a lot of people were complaining about how, man, I wish he was in the Marvel movies. And we kind of been waiting, I guess, if you think about it, since 2008, yeah, to have Spider-Man in there. But I get that. But yeah, a lot of times for the solo movies, I wish they could have. I'd like to try and keep them apart. Although that's like, I love Captain America: Civil War, but yeah. I personally wish that wasn't technically Captain America three. I wish it kind of been like we, that was an Avengers movie, and then we still had cat by himself right yeah so i guess that's pretty much anything else you want to add to wonder woman no i think i think you got it man yeah it (laughs) it looks really good all right are we moving on to next topic then go ahead all right well i guess i got a topic that'll blow your socks off oh boy because i've been on a horror movie kick recently um okay i I guess my door when you came by i guess my entire life was a horror movie kick but okay. really, uh... You should see a therapist out there. <laughs> Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, really the interesting thing to me uh, is more the topic of practical effects. Because um, I recently... Well, the news is I just uh, caught this new uh, little featurette that was released uh, for the movie... I believe it just came out in April, last month, uh, The Void, which is a horror movie. A horror movie that uses entirely practical effects. And they just released a short behind the scenes showing how they made all of it. I didn't even know for sure if it was all practical effects. But, uh, yeah, watching this, um, it really is probably the best redeeming quality of that movie is that... uh, very very intense intricate practical effects that really kind of help things be more scary and kind of makes me think about um uh how often 
are practical effects being used in what ways in these new movies? Like, is there stuff at the extent that The Void did? I, I'm, I was trying to think of where, what big, like, studio productions have used uh, practical effects lately. I mean, I can think of... Star Wars Episode Seven yeah. had practical effects and they were great. I liked those. I don't know. Did Rogue um, One have any? I I think I think it probably had a little. Um, I can't I can't comment on that for sure. I don't know. But um, yeah. Do you any that come to your mind that just great practical effects um, in modern films? Great practical effects. I haven't seen a lot, but one of the things I noticed, like um, I rewatched kind of. Like I rewatched like the uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, and I kind of yeah. noticed, man, those '90s special effects—they don't really hold up. <laughs> yeah. The CGI. So I'm just wondering, cause um, do you ever think that we'll get to a point to where, like, remember Two Face in the Dark Knight? How that was CGI? Yeah. Uh, my worry is that you know someday we'll look at them and be like, oh, that's so fake. Uh, I do think there's a point where it just won't look fake. Like, yeah. the thing, there actually is a ton of really, really great CGI that you probably don't even notice it's CGI because there's certain things that CGI is extremely, extremely good at. Like, uh, I would think, like, I, I don't know, clouds or something. Oh. There's a little, like, little things like that that can be computer generated in that are so good you probably don't even notice, but once you start to get to these extremely high-budget, like, monsters and yeah. things that are take up so much of your attention, I don't think... I don't totally know when we could ever come to uh, a point where you totally wouldn't notice with those, because uh, especially when it's a being, a creature, or maybe human, or whatever it is, you can just tell that it isn't something that is inhabiting physical space. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert in CGI, oh, yeah. so I don't know what is going on. Have you ever recently rewatched? It's it's a challenge to get through. <laughs> Have you ever recently rewatched the Ang Lee Hulk movie? Not the good one with Edward uh, Norton. The no. one with Eric Bannon where he fights the poodles. I haven't seen that. Man, the Shrek in there. I mean, the Hulk in there. I said Shrek because that's what you think of. Fruity and Slip. I'm always thinking of Shrek, so. <laughs> Why, who doesn't think of Shrek? Donkey! Um, and you just, it looks like Who Friend Roger Rabbit almost, but worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks so fake. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about how, like, I'll rewatch, like, a lot of the old superhero shows, and it felt, feels sometimes to me like they had this show, Superboy, which was produced by the Salkinds who did the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, the first three anyway. And there, and after that, there was kind of Lois and Clark, which kind of experimented with CGI, I think. And the Superboy show that came before it, which used, I, well, at least for flying, more practical effects, like his takeoffs and all that, looks so much better than what like they, in Lois and Clark... Well, at least the early Lois and Clark, where, like, the cape kind of, like, takes over the whole screen, and suddenly, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you recently, um, have you watched the original Star Wars recently? I, I did, uh, around the release of Episode Seven. Yeah. I caught up on all of them. But... Do you feel like, I feel for those, the practical ones, for sure, 
I mean, we're talking about the special editions because that's yeah. that's all our the, generation the, can the 90s own. Nineties special. I, I mean, I have the. There are CD uh, internet places where I, yeah, I, I, I have, have seen the original. The um, so. whenever it was, whenever they kind of replaced the last one they did when they had the big box. Set, I think it was like twenty eleven or it was before the Disney buy. Yep. But um, I feel like those practical ones, uh, practical effects last. Hold up so much better than the '90s CGI. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the problem is that people were being so experimental in the '90s and early 2000s with uh, computer-generated stuff that, um, I mean, that's obviously going to be the most dated-looking. Yeah. I mean, it was the beginning of it. So, I mean, we now we're cursed with this enormous array of films. They just have the worst-looking stuff. But I guess we needed to experiment and have, come out with all this stuff to reach a, uh, a very advanced level of computer-generated graphics. But e- when you look back, it doesn't look great. Yeah, another thing, two kind of callbacks to something earlier. Um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, there's a scene... Like I feel like a lot of it, that the web-swinging at least kind of holds up. But it's the scene where he's in the wrestling, so you can see the eyes. Yeah. That's the part that looks fake. Because yeah. you can see part of the, um, to- what's supposed to be Tobey Maguire versus the suit. All- he's all covered, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, they want to do big things with movies, and probably the that's the best way to do it is with CGI. But um, I-, I do like... Uh, seeing when uh you know uh crews will get together and try some awesome modern practical effects because uh, it, especially with the modern like cameras and way of filming and everything they can look really interesting do you so. feel modern modern practical effects are better now because they have to compensate for cgi um so like our does cgi make the people work in practical practical effects oh. have to make them look better i think yeah I, I hadn't thought of that i think that, that might be one thing i think um another thing might just be the natural progression i mean people probably aren't working on advances to practical effects yeah. as much but we still have all of our information from before we could use computer generated graphics and i'm sure it is getting better i'm not sure if it's exponential it might actually be plateauing. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I th- maybe there's a comeback because people are getting nostalgic over it. Because yeah. I mean, with it being used in the new Star Wars movie, probably movies, um, and this horror movie, The Void, uh, I maybe and apparently we can't think of anything else. But maybe we are seeing a resurgence of practical effects a little bit. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where it's all practical effects yeah, I don't again. Think so. But there's like a lot of nostalgia. I don't think and all. So. Have you heard um, if the episode eight, the, the Last Jedi, as we now know, mm-hmm. which is a really good title? Yeah. Um, do you, have you heard anything about them using practical effects? I haven't, but the reason why I said I, I assume all of them is because I mean. If, like, you know, BB-8 is in it, like, that's a practical effect, and uh, I would, it's not directed by uh, J.J. Abrams this time, though, is it? No, it's every, um, 
Everyone this new trilogy has a different director. Oh, okay. I believe um I'll I'll look it up real quick who is directing the new one. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I know. I believe the one who's directing episode 9 is the guy who did Jurassic World. God bless you Wikipedia. So Jurassic World and that's another thing that I've been completely in the dark about uh because I have not even seen that critically acclaimed movie. Um, Episode 8, The Last Jedi, is directed by Ryan Johnson. Ah, Ryan Johnson. What has he done? Because I am an ignorant... uh, (laughs) I have absolutely... I am the opposite of a film buff. From what we have on, you know, from the good people of Wikipedia... Which you should never trust. That, that is a sponsor, by the way. I know. We Not love really, you, Wikipedia. Please, well, Every actually, time you do that little thing at the top that says donate $3, come on, man, 50 cents. I, I feel kind of guilty saying that because I really appreciate Wikipedia. Yeah, let's see. He In 2005, he directed Brick. All right, classic. In 2008, he did The Brothers <laughs> Bloom. Oh, Looper, Looper, that oh, one okay. with Joseph That's, Gordon-Levitt and Bruce do, Willis. I actually do know what that is. I, so. I haven't watched it. Yeah. But, yeah, and <laughs> he had a cameo in Rogue One. Oh. So that's all I see. And um, he was a director on Breaking Bad a few episodes. Oh, which episode? Which, which, which episode? Oh. Um, did he, he did, he did, he did Fly. He did Ozymandias. Ozymandias. That's one of the most famous episodes of television of all time. I've never watched an episode. I've, I've seen the pilot of Breaking Bad. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I can't be the first one to say it, but it's good. <laughs> I, I've heard. I've heard about it. I, I remember. I was hoping Brian Cranston would be the new Commissioner Gordon for Affleck. That would be, that's a, that's a good. Well, he did do it in choice. an animated one, uh, Batman Year One. Check it out. So yeah, anything. We, man, we went through that rabbit hole, didn't we? <laughs> well, that's the most fun thing about podcasts is rabbit holes. Yeah. That'd be a good name for a podcast, actually, it but it's not the name hole. of this podcast. It's not. Which may or may not start with a the. Rab- it may or may not. The rabbit hole, man. Right. Story about how someone breaks into Bugs Bunny's house. Yeah. And get out of here, you boy So you, get, you got another topic? Yeah, I do. Let's see. Okay. What are we going to talk about? Probably the most controversial animated film recently to come out. <laughs> I don't mean controversial. I mean, um, probably divided. Polarizing. Yeah, ex- That's the word. Exactly, yes. Uh, I'm trying... Okay, so... In 2013, I believe... I remember that year? <clears throat> it was It was a good... Okay. It was a lot. I, I don't want to lie on here, but... I mean, we're not even sponsored. Who cares if we lie? <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Yeah! No it's one can internet. stop us! It's the internet. Or yeah. is this going on uh is this going on public TV at all? Like one, it, one day. Is this getting broadcasted on like MSNBC, PBS? You know, if we if we lie enough, maybe. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's classic. Um in twenty thirteen, the highest grossing animated film of all time was released. Highest grossing. Frozen. Oh yes. Now have you seen Frozen? Yeah, I have. Okay, before we get into thoughts on Frozen. <laughs> The sequel is going to be coming out November 27th, 2019. So about... A little bit of distance. About six years, yeah. I mean, you gotta remember that... I believe Disney, they usually only... will. They've started doing two animated films a year. It used to be one. And then before that, it was like a big gap like between Walt Disney's death and then kind of the resurgence of yeah. Little Mermaid. Yeah. But, um... November 27, 2019, um, 
At least it's not wait like Toy Story three. <laughs> I I remember yeah. that. I remember the end of Toy Story two. Yeah. Prospector's like, you girls want me Toy Story three? I'm just like, where is it? <laughs> but yeah, um, Frozen two coming out November twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen, which is pretty good for um kind of animated sequel. I mean, luckily they don't have to rebuild all the characters. Yeah. So it's pretty recent. So before I get on my thoughts. What are your thoughts about the movie Frozen? Probably the most polarizing. If it sounds like it's well, out of love or hate. Okay, I think the reason, it, one big reason why it's probably so polarizing is because it's kind of hard to like something that has the following that it has. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a lot of movies have probably more crossover with adults, but it might be kind of hard to get on board with. Just the marketing and just everything being shoved in your face about Frozen for years. Yeah, it never ends, and it is it, it it's tough. But uh, when I did see it, probably uh, just a couple months after it came out, not immediately uh, like, after it came out uh, in theaters or home video, uh, probably probably not a couple months, but when it was released on video. So okay. however long that was, video on video <laughs> on video cassette tape. Yeah, exactly. When it was released on video cassette. Oh, tape. Oh, oh. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? There's this guy on YouTube. He made like kind of like a. If you ever remember like the '90s Disney trailers, he animated like he made like a Frozen trailer. If it had been sent in the '90s, and it's got like the bars, black bars on the side. It's kind of got the crappy VHS thing. Oh man, it's so cool. That's but good. That's keep good. keep going. I just wanted to. Uh, no, that's good. Um, yeah, I. It's not. It, it's all right. It, I think it is all right. Are you gonna have a barf bag or something <laughs> next to you that you gotta throw up? Like. I, I clean my mouth when I, I guess for I, the swears I'm about to say. I saw it once. I love animated movies, but I think what I'm saying is that the fact that I don't want to see it ever again <laughs> yeah. shows that it really wasn't that great because I watch, like, most Pixar movies, I, I just, those are, like, my most watched movies. I watch them and rewatch them all the time. Well... First, but, fix, favorite Pixar movie. Um, you can say Toy. I'll say Toy I Story think, trilogy as a whole. You can go. Gosh, I'm between. <laughs> I'm, I'm between three. I think. What well, ones? Well, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc., and Toy Story Two. Okay. Um, I, I cheated and say trilogy. If I had to say one of those, I might lean because of nostalgia towards Monsters Inc. I think. That would if I had to pick right now because you do you do have a gun I see pointed <laughs> to my head. Shit! <laughs> I, I gun to my head. I would have to say Monsters Inc. Okay. So, man, how do we Pixar? Oh yes, you watch <laughs> Pixar movies a lot. Um, yeah. You, you so Finding Dory. Oh yeah, I just very recently saw it. I might get some hate. I like Finding Dory more than Finding Nemo. I don't. I don't mind that opinion. I mean. I think I prefer Finding Nemo, but it's close. I mean, yeah. that's the, I love that Pixar can make good, se- sometimes good sequels. Yeah, uh, they, I, we're not <laughs> counting Cars because yeah. the, the, what it's are the those? sequel no one wanted. And planes, although that's not really Pixar. It's kind of Disney on their own. Yeah, yeah. So back to Frozen, I guess. Or yeah, if you had anything not, else to say about Pixar, uh, no, I guess the, the I, I guess the only other thing with Frozen, like just with Frozen. I guess I'm just kind of in on the fence about it. I really don't know. Like, I can't, 
I'd like to hear uh, what your probably strong opinions are going to be okay. about it, but I just I can't necessarily seeing it being trash, but it's also not that easy to love to me. Yeah, it's not like Pixar where you can yeah. do them over and over. So here's the thing about Frozen. I know you're you're building up this hype. <laughs> so the th- here's the th- my thoughts about Frozen. So I sat there and I watched it because <laughs> I didn't want to see it at first. <laughs> I, I watched it. And I'm just like, eh, it's it's okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the here's the th- my problem with the movie. My a uh, few of the problems I have. Number one, there's way too much. I felt way too much music that we used to pad the movie. Oh yeah. I felt like, oh my god, another song. They like, kept going on and on and well, on. It's kind of a musical. I know, it's but it's not like you can watch like Beauty and the Beast <clears throat> and you're not like there's gotta be like six songs in there. Frozen, it felt like there was fourteen or something. It was like, oh my god, again, can't you just speak? <laughs> and um here's kind of a little bit of the backstory about the movie of Frozen is that originally do you know any of the backstory about how it was made? Pretty much nothing. So, Elsa is the f- is the one who freezes things. I think. Yes. I, I, I only watched correct. it once too. I know because the uh, constant marketing and advertisement yeah. can't ever ever make me forget that Elsa is a character. So Elsa was originally going to be the villain the whole movie. Really, she was going to be the villain. Really? But then they made that song "Let It Go." You know, we all I wish know. that we could yeah, let it go from our heads. I cannot possibly <laughs> ever forget that song. And it will haunt me until the day that I die. I remember sitting in the theater watching and thinking, oh my god, this is going to be big, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, um... Oh, did you hear they made, like, a sing-along Frozen? Where people yeah. could sing? They had, like, the words at the bottom. Like, the people went, like, to a theater or something? Yes. And they could all sing yes. along? I think I am starting to hate <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Alright, so we had it where... So, they had Let It Go. After that song... They decide, okay, we're gonna try and make her a hero, and they made that. Um, I believe, I think it was a prince. The prince was evil, and I felt kind of the the thing that I felt with Frozen is it felt like that script needed another rewrite because it it's I find it weird how we have this character who goes off and she basically makes those ice monsters, and you know people almost. Die probably if I remember right, <laughs> and then at the end it's like sister, all is forgiven. Let's hug. <laughs> and then I just felt like man, that needed like another rewrite. If you want to make Elsa be good, that part of her making the ice people was probably not a good idea. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I felt that was probably my two biggest things, and I felt like probably they added a few songs to pad it because when you change Elsa being. From evil to good, it, it, um, they probably had to shorten the script, take out some parts of the script, and they had to uh, make up that 75-minute runtime. They had to add more songs. I mean, it, yeah. It, um, I mean, another thing is uh, songs probably... Uh, it's, I mean, they probably... Songs probably help it in the uh, marketing direct. Gives yeah. them, a, you know, another chance to have a hit. I but. feel like... <laughs> uh, here's something to ask. If Let It Go was never in that movie, would it have made a billion dollars? That's a good question. I I think everyone singing that song after it was released probably made more people interested in it. Mm. But it would definitely probably still be one of the 
just one of the best-selling... What, what, how, how does it rank amongst movies? How is it one of the best-selling movies of all time? I would imagine. Oh, um, well, I know box office. It's the highest... <clears throat> Let's see. Um, it has the highest grossing anime film and the ninth highest grossing film of all time. Okay. And in 2014, it during like media sales. Oh, is the best selling Blu-ray disc of all time in the United States. Okay. I, I think it would still probably break some kind of records without it. Maybe because I, it is so marketable. Yeah. Like, it has such, like, like just, like, it kind of has iconic characters, and, like, I mean, it's so marketable that I think it probably would be extremely, extremely famous and break records, but it definitely wouldn't got have gotten to the same point without Let It Go. I think one of the things that makes people mad about this movie is that one of <laughs> When you remember the t- the um, TV spots, they always talk about the best film since The Lion King or Aladdin <laughs> or Beauty and the Beast. I feel like that kind of made a few people mad because, look, compared to... I mean, Disney's gotten back on track with their animated films. They, they kind of fell apart with Treasure Planet and Home on the Range... And the worst one of all, Chicken Freaking Little. I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Treasure Planet, so oh. I'd, I'd adventure for you to take that. I, back. I've only watched it once. <laughs> I've not watched it since I, 2000 whatever. It's probably one of those things where I was kind of obsessed with that movie when I was a kid, and I have probably saw it like ten times back then, and haven't seen it since. It's probably not good. But uh, I don't have a sense of judgment when I'm like. I've only watched it once, so I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. No, I definitely to ruin agree. your childhood. I definitely would agree that. I mean, it's not one of the classics. It's not Lion King. It's not Lion. King. And I'll say this: I felt one of the best. It's not. I felt Tangled was better. Uh, have you seen Tangled? Tan- better than Frozen? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> one of my favorite ones that they did recently, I haven't seen Moana, but one of my favorite one, probably in my top fifteen of all time, if we don't count Pixar, yeah, is oh my god, Zootopia. Oh, that's that's a great movie. Um, I actually, I have a a follow up quote. We said our favorite Pixar movies. What's your favorite oh, non Pixar Disney animated film? Can we do Eras? I guess so, because okay. it sounds like it's going to be oh, hard for you otherwise. I have an answer to this. Okay. I mean, I've thought about it a lot, and I have I have an answer. Okay. Would you like my answer first? Sure. My answer is Mulan. Mulan, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't really come to this conclusion until recently, but uh, I watched it again, and I was just like, this is just fun. I need this to watch it again. Fun. Yeah. And I, I think as... As far as uh, music in a, a Disney animated film goes, it's it's up there. It's one of the I think it's some of the best music, and I love it. I remember there's a Cisco and Ebert review that they talked about the music from Mulan was forgettable. Yeah. Now they also said that about the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. And we remember Okuna Matata. I I think you gotta have people's nostalgia working for them because that's part of the reason for me. Is like I'm more nostalgic about the music in Mulan than most other uh disney films like it, it's just watching it and the music is playing and it, it's more nostalgic than for some reason a lot of other disney music didn't uh like you know i didn't grow up when beauty and the beast was released when was beauty and the beast released 91 okay yeah i wasn't born yet so um <laughs> 
yeah, so Have you I'm seen not the, about that. the live action one. I haven't. Oh, uh, it's it's really good. There's the first few minutes are the worst part. <laughs> they cut that out. I mean, it's it's really good. I was expecting to hate it. I really liked it. Oh. But for me, okay, <clears throat> I'm. It's not original. What I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> probably my all time. I don't know. There's something about the Lion King for me. I don't know. I just feel like he's almost like Batman in his way. And I know the story's kind of based on Hamlet, which Kevin Conroy, who is the best Batman of all time, said how Batman's kind of like Hamlet. But I don't know. I just feel like the comedy was great. We got this story about this guy who had been who who'd been through so much and was able to overcome everything and become like a leader for his yeah. people. So, um, but. I guess in eras, I'd say the Walt Disney era. I'd probably say you know it's the first one. I really like Snow White. I feel like that's such a, that's such a great movie. Yeah. Um, the Renaissance era, Lion King with Aladdin coming in at number two and probably Hunchback number three. Um, and then probably modern uh, Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, those are those are good. Um, yeah, if I. By era, I probably would also put Zootopia is my favorite from this area. That's a great yeah. movie. Um, I I cannot say, uh, man, I the, the old Walt, Walt Disney, Disney era yeah. ones. I I don't think I really ever got. Do you that know influence. which ones are the Walt Disney era? Like if I, I mean, said in general, I mean I know Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, right? Um, Cinderella. I mean. <clears throat> Uh, I don't. What 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 am I missing? Uh, um, let's see, Pinocchio. That one's good. Actually. Dumbo. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bambi. Now, now we're cooking. These are actually ones. Jungle that I Book did is the last one he did because he died during production of it. Sword in the Stone. That's such a random one. That's, a, that's <laughs> such a... Whose favorite is Sword in the Stone? The yeah, guy I'm who sorry. also has the VHS sword copy of the Black yeah, Cauldron. I'm sorry, Sword in the Stone fans. Guys, you feel when he came out, but it's wonderful! <laughs> I'm sorry, Sword in the Stone fans, but no one's favorite is Sword in the Stone. Watch the other ones again. I rewatched it for the first time like a year ago, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I th- Now that you say that... Uh, I would probably say uh, Bambi or Pinocchio. Oh. Yeah, Pinocchio is probably right under um, Snow White for me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I remember they talked about how it was like kind of like such the multiplane camera, which where the opening scene kind of where it goes through the city. Oh yeah, and the it, almost like live action. How they had to make a special camera for that. No. Oh. Hmm. Fun. All right. Fun. So there we go on Frozen. <laughs> Another in which we talked about rabbit hole. I know. Rabbit trail. What? What is the? What is it? Rabbit hole. I believe it's rabbit hole because Alice and Another Walt Disney one. Oh. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that's actually that, I, that's my favorite now. That is you said it. No, I don't. No. Know. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it enough. Yeah. So did you have? <clears throat> Uh, another news? An- or are we going another, on? Okay. It can be whatever topic. Okay, another news. No one's another gonna news. stop us. Um. Well. Uh, Unless the battery on this thing dies, but hopefully not. Um, so my next news uh, is well, it's kind of a thing that is now news to me because I didn't realize that. I said earlier. I hope I can break your heart and tell you, man, I've known this for like two years. Oh yeah, I mean you probably. 
I mean, it's on the. It's a superhero topic. So oh my, probably. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um. Well, okay. Like I said, I've been on a horror movie kick recently. Um. So tying in worlds here. Um. The news is pictures were released from the first day on set of the new Aquaman movie. Yeah, that just started and what filming. I, yeah, what I didn't realize, that is directed by... James Wan. What I would consider to be a horror director. James, James Wan. Wan. And I've always admired his cinematography and his vision for horror movies. I think he really does, like, probably the best horror movies of, like, this decade. Or, like, it, it, I really think... it. I'm such a fan of his horror movies. I think it can compete with, like, the golden age of horror movies. So... Seeing that he's directing like Abbott Aquaman. and Costello, yeah, the, like, the Mummy, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> or Frank, the I don't Mummy remember. CGI. There, um, that's. I hope we can live up to that someday. But um, do fan of his producing stuff? I, I <laughs> is oh, he like Spielberg where he directs great? You mean producer, James, not you mean, so much. James, James Wan. I, or do you not pay no, attention yeah, to producer? Because, because uh, he'd produced some horror movies that he didn't direct. Like, there's some spinoffs. There's one, Annabelle, which is a spinoff of The Conjuring. It's terrible. But The Conjuring is one of the greatest horror movies, uh, like modern horror movies, I would say. It is one of the most critically acclaimed horror movies that came out in, like, the past ten years, at least. And, um... Aquaman so, starts filming. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's very weird for me to see him directing Aquaman... Which oh. is like, I mean, I really want to see Aquaman oh, directed yeah. by James Wan. That's so fascinating to me. Um, and he's also one of probably the most uh, ragged on superheroes. How do you feel about Aquaman? Because I see, I remember a lot of people for Aquaman's super friends. But if you ever watch the Justice, the Bruce Tim Justice League cartoon, oh my god, he, it's basically like Thor but cooler. That's basically what I, yeah. this is a guy who, like, he's has to protect. He's like a king, and he's got to protect this his um Atlantis from the surface world. And I really got into Aquaman starting when they did the um, DC reboot, the New Fifty Two. I bought like issue one of Aquaman by Jeff Johns, one of my favorite comic writers, and I really liked it. And yeah, but for me, whenever I th- the thing that got me into Aquaman was the Justice League. They had him as a guest star on uh, a two-parter. And um, they might do it for the movie. Um, they have it where you see... So there was a time in the comics where he wasn't the Super Friends. He kind of looked like Momoa. Where Jason Momoa, is, who plays Aquaman, <coughs> he had like long hair, beard, and a hook for a hand. And in the... I believe it was in the comics. Somehow a shark ate his hand. <laughs> but they did this great moment where his brother Orm, who's trying to take the um, the throne from him because Aquaman's father... I, I'm, I'm sorry to spoil it. I'll try not to spoil the story for you, but well, it's been around it's for 75 fine. years. It's fine. If a story's been around for 75 years, yeah. it can be spoiled. But the story is that Aquaman's father <clears throat> was like... I believe he's like a light... He was something for a lighthouse. 
like a lighthouse keeper, like a lighthouse guy. You yeah, know there's like you know how there's like a lighthouse guy. He was the original Green yeah. Lantern. Yeah, they don't make lighthouse guys the way no. they used to. And that was the ori- that's the working title for Green Lantern, lighthouse guy. <laughs> oh man! But um, his father was from the surface world. His mother was from Atlantis. They fell in love. And for some reason, I don't remember exactly, because it's been told over and over, so it obviously changes every 10 years. But uh, she had to go back to Atlantis. He's had to stay on the surface world and raised Arthur on his own, who Arthur Curry's Aquaman. And then I believe um, it was his mom dies, and then uh, people from Atlantis come to Arthur saying, you're supposed to be the king, but Orm wants to um, be the king, and then there's this big... It really is kind of like Thor, but cooler. Yeah. He doesn't have that experience on it. Interesting look on it. Yeah, I remember people asked me, could you do an Aquaman movie? I said, yes, if you can do a Thor movie, you can do an Aquaman movie. And I like yeah. Thor. I, I, Aquaman is... Look, if we're going by the Super Friends, Batman. Batman yeah. who smiles and feeds <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Oh, man. Yeah, and I like Super Friends Batman. Yeah. But, you know, the characters have changed, and um, I'm going to be honest about this Aquaman movie. Now, before I say this, let me say this. I'm a DC Extended Universe fan. I like Batman vs. Superman more than most people. I like two out of the three movies, and I like the first hour of Man of Steel. I'm surprised this movie's happening. Yeah. Because I felt like, look... Warner Brothers was very confident in Batman vs. Superman. The problem that Batman vs. Superman had was they gave Zack Snyder the freedom to do whatever he wanted. And what did he do? He made a three-hour movie that was R-rated, so they had to edit it down to two and a half and change the rating PG-13. That made it so the story did not flow well. And then... um. So, Batman vs. Superman did not perform the way Warner Bros. wanted to. And w- one of the things that DC fans always had was Ben Affleck will direct Batman. Ben Affleck will direct Batman. I don't know if you know this. Ben Affleck's not directing Batman anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I took that to assume that Affleck was done. He did not. I assumed that he would be quitting Batman because of kind of... Look, he went through this with Daredevil. He said he didn't want to ever be a superhero again. And then he became Batman. And he's one of my favorite Batman actors of all time. And I hope he stays on, but I don't think he will. I assumed that when Affleck said he was going to leave... Here's the thing. They messed up Superman. And the Henry Cavill Superman, they messed him up. He's not Superman, he's Moatman. Um, <laughs> Batman is the one who works in this universe. Um... So Batman is the one character people are excited about. You butchered Superman. People are excited about The Flash because of the Grant Gustin TV show. Mm-hmm. We have yet to see Wonder Woman, so hopefully that one will be great. But really, right now, you have your big two. Batman and Superman. They screwed up Superman. No one cares about Superman anymore. People aren't excited for Henry Cavill Superman. They're excited for Tyler Hoechlin Superman Supergirl. Why? Because that character actually acts like Superman. Not to get on this rant <laughs> or whatever. But um, they messed up Batman. Batman's the one character people are everyone's excited for. I mean, except for the Flash, but that's because of the TV show. And I assume it meant Affleck was done, and so Warner Brothers was just like, hey, look, Zack Snyder's still directing Justice League. Will it make a billion dollars? 
Probably not. Will it have great reviews? Look, I like Batman vs. Superman more than most people, but I'm not most people. Will it have over? Will it have Batman vs. Superman reviews? Probably. It, w- it probably won't make a billion dollars, so probably what will happen is Justice League won't have the Avengers money that Warner Brothers wanted. So I assumed that the kind of new Justice League was kind of not be the, what they wanted to. Oh, they're, they're trying to clearly change stuff. Like, from what I heard, if they hadn't spent so much money on Justice League, it would have been canceled. But because they put so much money in it, they still had to go through with Zack Snyder directing. And remember, I like that man versus Superman more than most people did. I actually give the ultimate a 9 out of 10. But, um, I assumed that it was a little bit like Affleck was probably not going to be Batman anymore. Even though they say it is, but... Remember, we also thought we were going to have Spider-Man 4. We also thought right. we were going to have Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man 3. Right. So, I assumed it meant he was done, and Warner Brothers was just going to say, hey, look, we screwed up. Let's start over with a new Batman 2021, and then we'll do a Superman, and we'll just... We won't try to do the Christopher Nolan thing anymore. Look, it works for two, the first two Christopher Nolan Batman movies. It worked. That time has changed. People, and I was hoping, I thought that they were going to reboot it and try to kind of capture, like, try to make the ultimate version instead of just some director's version of the character. But I'm surprised that this Aquaman movie is filming. Yeah, I'm also, like, the choice, like, pouring a ton of uh, money and uh, into, like, when DC movies haven't been performing well or reviewed that well. It's surprising that they went to Aquaman, I guess was my kind of thought. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you think... Uh, I wonder, though, if... Uh, Wonder Woman's probably, obviously, coming out before Aquaman. I wonder if that performing well, that being reviewed well, will help the DC Universe movies in I th- the future. I think it all relies on Justice League, to be honest. Uh, they want okay. this because of the Avengers... And look, remember what I talked about earlier about how you gotta make this almost like if it was the only Justice League, the only Wonder Woman movie? Yeah. They did that with the Avengers. Guess what? Superman's gone in this movie, probably for the first two thirds. So, I'm. Oh, God. Did I spoil the movie for you? I uh, know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's not even really a big spoiler, but uh, you know what? Spoiler alert. To the- <laughs> Superman died. I didn't cry, but um, he died. <laughs> everyone dies, even Superman. Yeah. Can we talk about? Can this be a just death pod, a somber death podcast? Oh, man. Superman, about... he got <laughs> stabbed, and then he died. He's, uh, he's in the he's in the big unknown now. And then Batman looked at him and was like, "I guess you're not evil." <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Look, I want this universe to succeed. Like, I loved the Ben Affleck version of Batman. I know a lot of people were disappointed that he killed, but... I mean, here's the... The thing about him killing versus Superman killing Man of Steel... Batman... Their cars blew up versus Superman snapping Zod's neck. I mean, you know. It's collateral damage, I guess. (laughs) I mean, he did the same thing in Dark Knight Rises. Right. We try to forget about that movie, but... Remember at the end with that terrible death... 
Uh, yeah, that was uh, confusing to say the least. I've only seen it once, though, You're so I, uh, <laughs> I have tried, you seen it more than once? I've tried. The once a year, I'll try to be like, man, this is the time I'm finally going to like it. I, see, I have a weird thing. This is just kind of my little problem, if we can have just a therapy session okay. right now. <laughs> um, I feel like I really just don't analyze movies enough the first time I watch them, and I find that I almost can't really hate a movie, like, first of all. Like, I just, unless it's absolute and complete and utter garbage if it's like a mainstream high budget movie that they tried to make appealing i have a hard time hating stuff like i've been barely thinking about it so because i saw the dark knight rises once that's probably why i kind of was all right with it i saw it three times in theaters thinking man this will be the time (laughs) there's it's like the one movie i'm just like i hate this so much (laughs) so aquaman yeah we uh no, I think uh, I think that's. I'm hoping much all. I'm hoping it will be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I if James Wan is as good of a director as I think he is, I think he seems like the kind of guy who only works on stuff he really cares about because he could have like been doing like tons and tons and tons of spinoffs and sequels himself, but every time some other like he clearly wants to make money. So he, like, you know, or he clearly wants to have his uh, IPs, like, out there and produced by other directors, but um, it seems like, you know, just with uh, how bad these spinoffs seem, uh, you know, with it seems like when his hand is in it, he's directing, he really, really cares about it. And again, I should say, I don't really know anything about him except that I've seen his movies, and I know that he pretty much across the board, as far as, I think, I think if I were to list all of his movies, I think it's Saw, just the first one, which most people would say is the only good one. I haven't seen any of his movies. (laughs) Yeah, and then Insidious, Insidious 2, I think, I don't know if he's directed all the Insidiouses, but there's like three at this point, um... The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, and this upcoming Aquaman one. And I think all of his movies are good, or at least have heart in them, because it seems like he cares about them. So even if they're not that critically reviewed well, which I believe Insidious 2 wasn't, he really cares about the universe, and he puts in his cinematography, like, I mean, his, the way he directs it is, I think, incredible. So I'm excited to see a non-horror movie, and and that a superhero movie, one that's probably going to be a hopeful. I mean, hopefully uh, for DC, a blockbuster superhero movie done by him. And the unfortunate thing is, let's say Aquaman's a success. If Justice League isn't a success, that kind of kind of might end. Yeah. But here's the thing. Money can change anything. If Justice League makes a billion dollars, they're going to keep going with this universe. And they sh- and look, I want this universe to succeed. I've said so many times. Ben Affleck, I love that version of Batman so much. They, um... Yeah, I, I like Batman vs. Remorse people. I like Suicide Squad, minus the Joker. But they could fix <laughs> it. They could fix that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I liked the DC Universe... I want to succeed. I like two out of three movies. So hopefully Justice League um, will get critical... I mean, not critical acclaim. 
But I mean, we'd love that. But we'll get good re- good reviews, a billion dollars, <laughs> and then they can keep this franchise going. Maybe, yeah. maybe, hopefully, maybe Affleck will change his mind. It yeah. all it takes is one movie, make good reviews. I mean, he's already gotten acclaim from Batman, right? First portrayal of Batman. It's no longer like um, it now is. Um, the conversation is now who's better, Keaton or Affleck? We're not going to answer that, but <laughs> you can yourself. Yeah. We're not here to answer questions. No. That's what Google's, that's what Yahoo answers exactly. is for. That's not a reference to anything. Um, so, we should probably, who, I, 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 I asked that question before another uh, long uh, rabbit rabbit hole. Um, Maybe before, we should yeah. this show to the rabbit hole. Yeah, there, well, uh, is it rabbit hole or the rabbit hole? Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, I, we should probably. The be... rabbit hole sounds official. That sounds like PBS. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we should. Uh, we can move. Here's a here's a little uh, behind the scenes that maybe shouldn't make a podcast and may or may not be edited out. Okay. Um, I'm excited now. I almost. Uh, d- does this need five uh, news stories? We've we've it it pretty. <laughs> how long? How long has this been going? I've been, it's, been. We're at fifty. I was playing for this to be forty-five. I thought we were going to have trouble. I thought this was going to be like fifteen minutes. So here's what we can do. We could. Oh, okay, here's the thing. We could make another episode. I also just get increasingly worried as I see these bars because for some reason it's set to bars in this garage band <laughs> session instead of it's minutes. It's an old one. I. Uh, we're at, yeah, what, what, I wonder. This looks like to be a like 2010, at least two, maybe 2009 garage. You band. are right. Is it 2009? It is 2009. I am too much of a Daw nerd for this. Wow. Kids, look, we don't have money. <laughs> We're very. Hey, poor. I actually, you know, what? now I'm a big enough idiot to realize that I brought my laptop and I have updates. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, but you know, if we want to. I guess we could. You know, we don't want this to go past an hour. So, at the end of every episode, on... God, I forgot what this is. Uh, the comment section, or... Uh, either comment section <laughs> or the rabbit comment. We, have, we don't know whether it is comment section, the comment section, rabbit hole, or, or the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. But it is a podcast. It has a name. It does. We'll find it before we upload it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how hard it is to change yeah. in iTunes, but... Okay. So at the end of every episode, we'd like to try and, you know, do a comedy. we like to try and make fun of something that we think is terrible or just some kind of interesting news that we can make fun of. Okay. We like to be bullies. <laughs> yes, we do. We like this, to be the this, internet This trolls. podcast is sponsored by bullying. Exactly. <laughs> Cyberbullying, specifically. Also, right now on Amazon.com, you can get a sale on the movie Bully on oh. Blu-ray and digital oh. HD. Not true. So, just so you know, <laughs> don't blame us. Okay, so, okay, there's some movies mm-hmm. when growing up, Yeah, you watch them, you're like, this is pretty good. You watch them nowadays, you think they're crap. Oh, definitely. So, have you, have you ever seen the movie Big Fat Liar? Uh, I have, again, like, when I was very young, and I have not had, I have... I have not had the same experience of rewatching it and realizing that it's bad yet. Here we go. <laughs> well, well, have you heard of the movie Bigger, Fatter, Liar? Um, ah, they're making a sequ- They're making a sequel. They made a sequel. <laughs> is it? it, it 
When it, it just came came, out? it just came out. On are we again, are we about to react to this? You know what? I just want you to know that this thing exists. Okay. I want to see your reaction to this. Oh man. I just okay. Do you remember? I hate the thumbnail. I'll say that right off the bat. Here's the thing that happened. Okay, so it came out. I didn't know this existed until you know how like on YouTube oh. they'll do the. Is this straight to Blu-ray? Yes. <laughs> Maybe there's some, is this straight to Blu-ray? I thought it might at least have been made. Like. You're just like, did I miss this? I would have camped out if I knew there was another one. Okay, so here we go. I want to see how you react to this. Okay. I've watched it. I showed my sister it. She was more upset than I thought she would be. Okay, and so... The dislike ratio is, uh, you know, a, a good half. Okay, so before we begin, do you remember... Tell us what you remember of the first one, the basic plot. Got it. Uh, um, what was the plot? God, I have no idea. It had that so, guy in it. Um, Frankie <clears throat> Muniz. Absolutely. Um, so, here's the thing. In the original movie... I'm blanking. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about anymore. So, in the original movie, it's about Frankie Muniz... It writes a script, and he gets hit by some car by uh, Paul Giamatti, and you know Paul Giamatti drives him to school, and he steals the script and makes a movie about it, and it's about that. Okay, Frankie Muniz played Jason Shepard. Mm-hmm. That was the character's name. In this movie that came out, yeah, <clears throat> April eighteenth, two thousand seventeen, straight to Blu-ray or DVD or bar or as we call it, the bargain bin. Yep, straight to the bargain. There was the main character is Kevin Shepard. Kevin Shepard? Is it his son? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> You're not an expert in the field of bigger, fatter, liar? The no, upcoming, I think... Uh, 2017. I don't film. know if this is a sequel or if it's just a remake. And Paul Giamatti played Marty Wolf. In the movie, there is Larry Wolf. Ooh. So, I... <sighs> okay, this is what... I just found... I'm reading this for the first time. Live, like breaking yes. news. According to Common Sense Media, Bigger Fat Liar is not a sequel to the original. Rather, it's the same story as the original, set in different culture arena. That sounds stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you think it's stupid now? Okay. okay. I don't know anything about this. So, and, just so uh, people know, <clears throat> I don't know how to make a reaction video. Maybe I'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, we've got 2009 software, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, can that do that? Uh, Who knows? 2009 MacBook software? Who knows? But if you want to see the trailer, we'll start now. You can hear the volume. I just want to see your reaction to this. Remember, it's the original movie. Remember what that's about, and now see this. Uh-huh. You're late for school. I'm practically out of the door. Finish your work. Where's I finish my homework? You're late, Kevin. I was helping Principal Taggart with a school safety issue. Mega some deja vu. Not today. What brings you to Columbus? Video game expo. It's a video game though. Video game. How'd he fall? I don't know. I think he was kicked out. <laughs> I'm not laughing because look at that green screen. Fellow kids. <laughs> I hate when they show a phone and it's clearly not anything that you'd see on the not, OS of a phone. It's just a lie. It's like they're trying to cater to what... There he is! He's white, oh up blue! Oh my god. No. 
Oh, go look at that, he's crying. Oh my god. Did I ever doubt you? Bigger, fatter, liar. What exactly happened to your face? I don't know. What happened to yours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. so much more speechless than I ever thought I'd be. <laughs> so, I, thoughts on bigger, fatter, liar. I felt the soul get sucked out of me. I didn't expect this reaction. <laughs> I just... <laughs> when, when we talked about... We're recording this today. You were not expecting your childhood to die in front of you. I, I mean, I was thinking like, oh, this movie looks uh, bad, but this is um, this is something else. Like, there's nothing new. I mean, it really, the thing that bugged me the most was how like they so clearly were. Tr it's such a like fellow kids like <laughs> trying to like cater to some. A made up youth the whoever movie producers made this and um like video games cell phones school like it just like but none of it was yeah. that's not what a phone looks like what it's, is <laughs> it's 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 so weird how you just and that like paul giamonte you can kind of see how he'd be like a film producer or whatever this guy acts like a film producer, but I don't imagine a video game producer being like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they just clearly were like video games because it's kids almost, like video games. It's almost like this character would be, um, you know, he's he's dressed. He's like, oh, I'm a film producer. <laughs> Versus, you'd imagine a video game guy be like, okay, let's see what the newest game yeah, shall classic. be. That is that is how video. I, Actually, uh, video game producers, uh, as not far like as I know, producers. they're just like a guy. Yeah, they're not <laughs> going around in suits saying, <laughs> let's see how much this will make, or whatever. <laughs> let's just see the art of this. You know, it's it's not, it's just, it's more normal people. Yeah, it's just a guy. So, um, yeah, he gets... Or girl. He's not blue this time. I don't, I, they, I guess they, ghost. they for some reason felt like, oh, that's different enough, we'll make him... Weird pale. Why not be green? Blue. Why, why not, not be purple? green? Why not? Why not some purple? I mean, close. come on. Like, look, what? they've already are plagiarizing enough. Just do blue. <laughs> just do. Just go. Just copy it. I, I don't. I don't know what to do. Just actually, I have a. Don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's too late. <laughs> who, here's the. Who asked for this? That's what I want to know. Who asked for this? Uh, <laughs> um. You know, that guy who's just like, man, this Big Fat Liar, it speaks to me so much because I'm trying to sell... When did, when did Big Fat Liar come out? Probably I early 2000s? It was 2002. Because I'm starting to get really worried that we're starting to see a uh, uh, an early 2000s nostalgia in the same way that people are like, I'm a 90s kid. And now it's like, I'm an early 2000s kid. 2002. Only, only 2002 kids will understand this. <laughs> Like well, two, I don't think two thousand two kids would have watched this because no, it, I don't when mean, they're four. I don't mean I. I mean uh, I don't know. Like <clears throat> there's the glorious nineties that everyone is nostalgic for, and I'm just starting to get. Uh, I'd go back. In yeah, a heartbeat. it's mostly my uh, irritation with people like being like, um, nineties <clears throat> had great content yes, and it was it a did. great time. But oh um, my god, yes. But um. The, uh, Don't talk bad about the 90s. The obsession with the nostalgia in of the 90s... I love the 90s. ...is uh, 
I mean, it's. I guess it's not that the problem is with not with the '90s. It's that I see it almost feels like an insincere nostalgia for it for people who probably don't even remember it. <laughs> like, meaning like people like born in like 1998 or something and are just like, I'm a '90s kid. But uh, I mean, I think we're starting to see early 2000s nostalgia it's which i would prefer for there not to be it's funny because i watched this if you watch the big fat liar trailer and this trailer it's almost like the same thing this is the same thing the trailer they really line up i yeah i didn't i wasn't asking for look big fat liar is not some classic movie it's not beloved yeah, no, by generations it's like it's like when it happened i guess what i'm like this was like uh, so i was like uh, eight or nine when this was released. If it was released in two thousand two, um, when I think of when I think so, I was eight. Um, when I think of all of the uh, m- movies released around that time, <laughs> this isn't the one this I want the remade. One. I guess it's. I guess it might be better than something I actually care about being remade into a bad movie. I mean, you got a mad... This movie was probably created so they could sell like the double feature DVDs where you flip the disc into a different movie. Oh, yeah. But someone's gonna watch this and they're gonna watch the same thing and they're just like, I want my money back! This is the same thing! So, yeah. Oh, man. And we leave I'm you on trying. that heartwarming I'm, note. I'm <laughs> tried. That is... It was some- I didn't expect to end this uh, podcast on such a uh, such a downer. It was just it was depressing more than funny. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll, we'll switch it around to where we end on news. Maybe we'll see a good movie. Maybe we'll just watch a good movie. No. Maybe. Uh, well, look at how look at the look at the like ratio. It has more is, likes. That is. Maybe people are that nostalgic. Maybe it's the people who work for Universal. <laughs> five hundred. That's like the top count. Like uh, five hundred and fifty-eight. Universal Pictures home entertainment employees liked this. That cliche comment on every YouTube video, except it's usually about the dislikes. Like they'll just go, 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 click on it, click on it. <laughs> or that actor just like, I want to be a star. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, yep, that's that's all for uh, the comment section. Comment, the comment section, section. The rabbit hole, rabbit hole. Oh, here, here's all how we'll end it. You know, this is how we could yeah. end every episode. Um, and well, that's it for the comments section. Keep falling down that rabbit hole. That's good. That's oh, incorporating both. Oh, man. Incorporating both. All right. So, there right. it is. That That's, uh, have a good one. That was a podcast.